Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, July 26th. On this date in 1947, President Harry Truman signed the National Security Act. That act created the Central Intelligence Agency. And on this date in 2016, Hillary Clinton became the first woman to be nominated for president by a major political party. Republican Donald Trump would defeat her that year. And your morning trivia, the Continental Congress established a post office on the state way back in 1775. But who was the first postmaster general? You definitely know the name. I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's see what today's forecast has in store. We'll head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good Wednesday morning to you. Warm and muggy as you head outside this morning with temperatures in the 70s, climbing through the 80s on the way to about 90 by lunchtime under a partly cloudy sky. There will be a couple of isolated storms around this afternoon as temperatures go up in the low to mid-90s. Heat index over 100, approaching 105 in some spots. So a hot afternoon today, 93 Thursday, Friday. Maybe a slightly better chance of an afternoon thunderstorm Friday into the weekend. Still a lot of dry sun. Sunny time and hot time ahead. High temperature Saturday, 95, 97 on Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Life 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. We are following some breaking news from overnight here from our first alert desk. Now, this was the scene of a fire in the Burton area. You can see all the smoke and see those flashing lights. Now, uh, firefighters, uh, they responded to that area. It was around 1030 when the fire ripped through a home at Shell Point. This, again, in that Burton area. They were called to Walnut Street at around 1030. They were able to get that blaze under control. About an hour later, images showed that the fire destroyed a garage and a car and damage the home, the Red Cross is now helping for people who are without a home. Fire teams are investigating and no word yet on what may have caused that fire. That's the latest here from our First Alert Desk. Thank you, Nick. New this morning, as the State Highway Patrol continues to investigate a crash involving a car and a motorcycle, we now know the motorcyclist has died. That crash was near the intersection of Red Bank Road and Harbor Lake Drive in Goose Creek around 7.30 yesterday evening. The road was closed for over an hour. A viewer sent us pictures of that crash. Goose Creek Rural Firefighters and Berkeley County EMS responded to the crash and say they found a man lying in the road. That incident is being investigated by state troopers, and we're working to find out if there will be any charges filed. And newly released dash cam footage is showing the struggle that Somerville police dealt with while responding to a drowning child face down in a retention pond. We previously told you police were not able to get in because they couldn't open the gate with a code or other methods. Now, take a look at this video. Yeah, a timer on the dash cam video shows it takes a full minute for police to enter that neighborhood. Officers decided to jump the fence then. And according to Somerville Fire, gated communities like this one are responsible for letting authorities know what the gate code is and maintaining the gate itself. A police report shows officers also noticed several people inside the gate who were not making an effort to get the child. Police and state law enforcement continue to investigate this. As of now, no arrests have been made. A possible police mistake could throw out some valuable evidence against the Columbia teen's accused killer. Rick Chow was charged with the murder of a 14-year-old Simus 
Cyrus Carmack Belton after allegedly shooting the teen in the back after falsely accusing him of shoplifting water from his store. Defense attorneys claim police illegally searched Chow's family home in May, taking several items like personal laptops and banking records that they had no right to. Prosecutors argued they needed those items to check store policies, but the defense claims the state already had an employee manual in its possession. The judge will make a decision on the validity of the search next week. On the campaign trail, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is making additional cuts to his presidential campaign staff. Those cuts come after the Republican candidate promised donors over the weekend a leaner and more insurgent campaign to take on former President Donald Trump for the 2024 GOP nomination. 38 positions across all departments will be impacted, which include previously announced cuts in event planning, bringing the total cuts to more than a third of the campaign's payroll. Joining us today, MUSC Sean Jenkins Hospital is teaming up with Make-A-Wish South Carolina for a truly magical event. They will be co-hosting a Scoopathon ice cream fundraiser and a wish reveal for a little boy who has sickle cell disease. Our Destiny Kennedy is joining us live from downtown Charleston. And Destiny, what can you tell us about this collaboration? Good morning, ladies. Today's event will run from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. here at the Charleston Medical District Greenway at MUSC. The restaurant Culver's, who is a national Make-A-Wish partner, is providing the ice cream. Previous Wish kids, who are now ambassadors, will help serve. Today's Wish reveal is sure to be a moment that will touch hearts. A nine-year-old boy named Yuri, bravely battling sickle cell disease, will see his dreams come true as he learns he'll be going to a magical place in Florida with his family on July 30th. Sickle cell is a disease of the red blood cell in which the cells become hard and sticky, causing pain. Director of Pediatric Sickle Cell for MUSC, Dr. Tina Abrams, says she is excited for the medical advancements for sickle cells. The biggest thing is in the last seven or eight years, we've had three more drugs that have been approved to help treat sickle disease. And then on the horizon, there's gene therapy and bone marrow transplant, which is really the only thing that will cure sickle cell disease. Every penny raised at today's Scoopathon will go to MUSC Sean Jenkins Children's Hospital and Make-A-Wish SC. Reporting live in Charleston, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. South Carolinians can now take home more of their favorite craft beer on their next trip to the brewery. The new law is aimed at expanding the craft beer business in South Carolina in two different ways. The law increases how much beer customers can take home. Now you can take home the equivalent of three cases of craft beer from breweries across the state. The new law also allows breweries with multiple locations to transfer their products more easily, cutting out middleman wholesalers. However, how much beer one person can drink on site will still be limited to 48 ounces a day. Well, there's a little-known law here in South Carolina that may keep you from planning a staycation. One Grand Strand family found out the hard way while looking to vacation in Myrtle Beach. Now, they say when they looked into a hotel's policy, it said that they didn't rent to Ori or Georgetown residents. It's called the Lodging Establishment Act. It's been in effect for almost 30 years. Hotels are allowed to refuse long local bookings as long as it's not done based on uh, customer 
customers, race, gender, age, or marital status. The rule was enacted as a way to stop big parties and illegal activities from happening at hotels. The best way to avoid this is to plan ahead and go to non-chain hotels. There have already been more than 150 reported overdose calls to Charleston police this year. So the agency has decided to host eight training sessions to stop that number from rising. In 40% of those calls, Narcan was used to reverse the overdose. Over the next 10 weeks, officials will teach people the basics from what an opioid is to how to use Narcan in an emergency and what to do afterwards. They'll also share information on how the epidemic is impacting their jurisdiction and the rest of the county. There needs to be a destigmatization of it, of using Narcan, of carrying Narcan, of opioid use, because it is going on and it hits all demographics. And that first session is tomorrow at the Baxter Patrick James Island Library. It'll be at 6 p.m. The dates and times of the other sessions and a link to register can be found on live5news.com. Georgetown County is temporarily halting the use of a new organic spray that's used to get rid of mosquitoes in the area. The county recently made the switch from an EPA classified pesticide to an all-natural solution made from essential oils. The county was notified by the Clemson Pesticide Regulatory Division that they can't use the new spray until it's labeled for the use of public mosquito control. The new repellent is not harmful to helpful insects like butterflies or bees, and it lasts even longer. Other counties have shown interest in this spray, but they'll now have to wait for the product to officially be approved. A Clemson University fraternity has been suspended for four years after an investigation revealed some harmful hazing rituals. Alpha Gamma Rho was sanctioned after it was found that members were being initiated with rituals that involved salt-like materials that caused chemical-like burns. Pledges also allegedly placed sleep deprivation in ice water baths. The chapter accepted responsibility and agreed to the penalty. This is the latest Greek life suspension at Clemson. In 2021, Pi Kappa Phi was also suspended over personal servitude by new members and morally degrading behavior. The Marine Corps says three men found dead inside a car in North Carolina were from nearby Camp Lejeune. Tanner Kaltenberg, Marax Dockery, and Ivan Garcia all held the rank of Lance Corporal. The Marine Corps says Kaltenberg was 19 and the others were 23. The Pender County Sheriff's Office says deputies found their bodies in a car at a gas station Sunday morning. Autopsy results are still pending, but the office says investigators do not suspect foul play at this time. We'll take a look at this. An unexpected find in a Virgin Mary statue in North Carolina. Gaston County police say they found 10,000 fentanyl pills stuffed inside of it. This was the discovery after a traffic stop Monday afternoon. During the stop, a canine alerted the officers to narcotics and found those pills inside that statue. Officers say the street value of the pills is around $330,000. Angel Alvarez de Leon and Alfredo Diaz were arrested and charged for fentanyl trafficking. Each are being held on a $1 million bond. At the top of the show, I told you the first U.S. post office was established on this date 248 years ago. The Continental Congress picked a prominent man to be the first postmaster general. That man, none other than Benjamin Franklin. Celebrating birthdays this Wednesday, actress-singer Darlene Love is 82, rocker Mick Jagger is 80, actress Helen Mirren is 78, 
Olympic gold medal figure skater Dorothy Hamill is 67, and actress Sandra Bullock is 59. Thank you again for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live Five News. I'm Katie Kamen. Hope you have a great Wednesday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live Five News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24 7 from Live Five News, the Low Country's news leader.